Welcome to the 2018 Le Tour de France podcast. We've already reached stage nine and it's the first rest day and today I'm bringing you a special edition of Le Tour de France podcast. Joining me to discuss the action and further stages to come is ABC newsreader Peter G. G'day Peter, how have you Lucas, enjoyed the tour so far? Well, it's been terrific. A um, lot of uncertainty, hasn't it? You just, uh, I think the riders have been very nervous and, uh, and you just never know what's going to happen, even when they're not supposed to be falling over they do yeah, so, yeah it's there's fun. certainly been a lot of crashes especially <laughs> on the Roubaix cobbles it, it was hectic oh, with yeah. um, Richie Port going down and that was just tragic wasn't it oh, I've never felt so gutted in all my life watching a sport telecast I nearly gave it away I thought well I'm not interested now but mm. you know the rest day's done wonders and now I'm looking forward to the rest of the tour yeah and just on Richie he's not getting any younger he's going to be 34 at the next tour he doesn't have many chances left. Will we ever see him win the Tour de France? I would like to think yes. I think this will make him even more determined. He's got unfinished business to do, hasn't he? Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, Cadell Evans was 34, so there is a precedent. And Richie, I've heard some people say uh, that he looks more comfortable than Cadell was. That, you know, Cadell seemed to uh, you know, struggle right through the, the pain that was etched on his face. And Richie's looked really comfortable. I mean, we didn't get a chance to find out what he was mm. going to look like in the mountains this time, yeah, unfortunately. It was, just, but, yeah. it was disappointing that we didn't get him to see him set fly on the mountains, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, we obviously knew there was a lot of chaos over the cobbles. And there has been a lot of speculation over whether the cobbles have a place in the tour with lots of people believing that cobbles should only belong in the one-day races for the specialists who choose to do it. Do you think it's fair for the overall riders who are here to climb mountains are forced to ride on the dangerous cobbles? Well, look, um, I think as you saw with Richie's crash, not necessarily on the cobbles, though it was probably the uncertainty and and the preparation for those cobbles that meant the the peloton was so nervous. Um, Tom Dumoulin has said it was the least enjoyable 50 kilometres of racing he'd ever done before they you know, got onto the cobbles. It was like setting up for a sprint finish um, for that period of time because everyone wanted to be in the right place. But I think you saw in the earlier stages there were plenty of crashes as well, well before the cobbles. Um, you know, the, is it... Is the peloton too fat or the road's too narrow? Mm. It just seems to try to squeeze all these bike riders and they all want to be at the front because that is the, supposedly the place where you don't get into trouble. Um, that's what causes it. I don't think, you know, the people that came down on the cobbles, uh, I don't think anyone was uh, put out of the race, whereas earlier on we saw Tony Martin break a vertebrae I know what that feels like uh, he went out of the race uh, the crash that brought down uh, Richie was on the bitumen and uh, there were two riders including Richie that went out for the tour on that so no I think the cobbles added a real sense of excitement the riders mightn't have been all that keen on it a lot of them have gone on social media saying that how much you know they weren't looking forward to it and didn't enjoy it but gee it's certainly uh, for the spectators um, the next time they put in 20k of parve um, you know the ratings I think would indicate that 
you know, us sitting home in our lounge rooms uh, love every second of it. Yeah, it's certainly a spectacle to watch. And I, I also think it deserves a place in the tour. Maybe not every year, maybe every four or five no, years. No, I agree with you. Yeah. yeah. Let's not overdose on it. Yeah. But, um, you know, uh, you've you got to be able to cope with the, the conditions. Yeah, it's part um, of the tour. You've got to be an all-rounder. Is. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll get some rain next time as well. Uh, you know, it's been... Uh, what has been predictable this tour has been the weather. It's been so fantastic. Uh, maybe we'll throw in a bit of rain over the next fortnight and, and see what happens there. Yeah, and we've got a few exciting days coming up ahead of us with the Alps and Alpe d'Huez. Um, we've got a few riders that have already lost time in GC, Quintana and Bardet. Um, will we see them going on the attack? Because we know that time trialling is not their strength. I think this is a time where they have to catch up to the likes of Froome and go on the attack. What do you reckon? Yeah, and Iran has dropped time as well. Um, Quintana's looked, you know, he, had, he hit a curb early on. I think it was in stage one and, and punctured two wheels and um, that put him behind. But other than that, uh, he and Movie Star have looked quite good. So you might see him, yeah, make a, make a move, um, even in this first mountain stage tonight. Um, they've got 2K of gravel to ride over tonight, mm. by the way, as well, and a little bit of a transition. But then on Thursday, Alpe d'Huez, that's going to be a fantastic yep. stage 12. You've got Col de Madeleine. Uh, one thing to look out for, 80K into the race, is the Lassay de Montvernier. Yeah, I've I, heard a bit of story about you. Uh, I've ridden that. Yep. It is just spectacular. It's not hard. It's only a Category 2 climb. Uh, I think there's about 10, 12 switchbacks. Yep. It's, it's spectacular. And... Uh, I advise anybody who goes over that part of the world to ride a bike, don't just go to Alpe d'Huez, ride the Lasse. It is, it's just something you'll never forget. There's a, a really good climb after that too, uh, quite a tough one that goes right up uh, onto the top of the, the Alps there, um, which they won't be doing today because it's a dead end, but um, do that if you ever get in that part of the world. And then the Pyrenees to come as well. And then we've got yeah, will the... it be sorted by then? I don't think so, really. Um, no. you know. And then the time trial on the penultimate day, I think that could be the one that decides it. Um, you know, Froome, obviously, extremely strong time trialist. Uh, yeah, Richie's you think out. if he's there close to the lead at yep. that stage, he'll probably win it. If he's within win it, 30 yeah. seconds, you'd think he'd be able to pull it back on the last day. Yeah, but, I mean, how will it shake out in the sky between he and Garrett Thomas? That's uh, what I was about to say. Um, mm. So with the Alps coming up, uh, Sky going to go on the attack and go for the yellow jersey with Thomas? I mean, he's only got Van Avermaet ahead of him. You don't think he's going to survive the three days in the Alps. There's a high chance that Garrett Thomas might have the yellow jersey. Are they going can to try... They, can they play two cards? Are they yeah. going to try hold on to the jersey or are mm. they going to launch Froome? It's, it's going to be interesting. You'd think Froome will be hitting his straps in the Pyrenees. Um, yep. You know, he's probably laid off a little bit having done the Giro and won that um, to, to peak in that third week. Um, it could be a really interesting battle within the team there. But, you know, I I expect that Yates should be there as well. Um, you know, there's a few roughies, uh, Fulsang, yeah. uh, Roglic, um, Dumoulin. You know, Dumoulin, I think, yeah, I think he'll be right back yep. up there as and well. And he can time trial. World, yeah. world time trial champion. Exactly. So you'd think in the Pyrenees that uh, Froome would want to Gap Dumoulin, if you yep. could. Um, you know, it's it's a, a lot of imponderables, and that's the way we like it. No, I agree. There is a lot of people that can win the tour at this stage. And for me, the upset is Vincenzo Nibali because he's he's getting on a little bit, but he knows how to win Grand Tours. 
and he's done it before. He can time trial and he can climb mountains and he knows how to attack on the descents. I think he might be an upset this year. Yeah, he's a minute 48 down and, you know, that could go, you know, tonight even. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, on Alpe d'Huez, uh, he has a good one and he's right back up there. He's been a little bit anonymous and that's probably the way he likes it. Um, and, yeah, he, he, and he missed and out on his um, on the Giro, on his home tour this year yes. to focus on the Tour de France. Yeah, he, he so, you know, he's put his eggs in this basket this year, so... Um, yeah, the shark of Messina might be the one. Even Roglic has, has looked really good too. Um, he's another one that is a, a bit of an outsider. So, um, no, I, I wouldn't be able to pick it now, that's for sure. Yeah, I think uh, our favourite at the start was definitely Richie to win it. But mm. who do you think is going to be on the top step in Paris? <laughs> Who's your pick? You, have, you a, have a punt. This, look, I'm, I'm unfortunately going to have to say Froome. Yeah, uh, I'm with you. Much as I find it difficult to <laughs> to like him, um, you've got to hand it to him. When the whips are cracking, he the experience and uh, the team around him, yeah, the whole package, you know. And he's gone through a lot emotionally and seems to have been able to cope with all the derision that's uh, gone his way uh, over the the positive uh, test for that uh, asthma drug. Um, and he seems to be able to put that out of his mind and, and do his thing. And the French crowds, to their credit, don't seem to have been uh, uh, giving him such a mm. hard time as we all expected, though maybe when they get into the Alps you might see the urine flying. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I don't know. That'll be interesting uh, tonight to see how, how you know, in the close proximity of those climbs where, you know, you're going through uh, a tunnel of people, whether or not someone does something uh, untoward towards Froome. Um, that'll be a, a sidelight to watch out for. Yeah, and there's many scenarios that could happen and it's bound to be an exciting tour. Thanks for coming, Peter. I'll see you at the next rest day where we'll analyse the race from there. Lucas, I've enjoyed it and you're doing a great job. Uh, I don't know that I'd be up at three in the morning doing your uh, your uh, summations of the, the two of uh, the stage that's just taken place. Oh, you'll but, be uh, watching Alpe d'Huez, won't you? I'll be there for sure, yep. but uh, then I go straight to sleep because you then go to work. But uh, in the rest day, for sure. Look forward to it. And don't forget you can find my podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud if you search up the Tour de France podcast. You can also follow my Instagram at Tour de France 2018. I'll see you next time with another podcast.